This episode, like every episode of Elseworlds Exchange, was recorded before a live audience at Comic Pop on YouTube. Join in the conversation by subscribing to youtube.com slash comic pop or by following Comic Pop Returns also on YouTube. That's right, there's two channels now. All right, let's get this show on the road. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Elseworlds Exchange. I'm Sal. And I'm Joel. So a couple of things before we get started. First of all, welcome to Comic Pop Returns, the channel where Comic Pop produces live podcasts and other shows that aren't back issues here on this new channel. And we want to thank all of you for not only being here today, but also for subscribing because we hit 10k the other day and i'm like overwhelmed and it's just incredible and it's like because it represents basically 10 percent of the main audience over at comic pop prime and that's like unheard of so thank you all so much for your support and if you could give this video a like it would help us out so we're today we're gonna be talking about x-men teams yes the hellfire gala is in full swing sure is and Joel, this is this is something that you kind of were uh, you were kind of pitching. You were like, "There's every X Man is on the table." Yep, for the first time ever because yeah. of the resurrection protocols. Doesn't matter how long they've been dead. Doesn't matter how obscure they are. Everyone's back and on Krakoa for the taking. Yep, except for the uh, the ones who can read your mind, see into the future, or Thunderbird. Except for the pre. Yeah, what is up with that? What is up with Thunder? Actually, no, I think he was in the background of a scene, but no one's written. Was he? Because that, that could have been Warpath. I think he was at Blob's Bar, but you're right. It could very well have been James Proud. So I was like, oh, I'm rocking the old Thunderbird costume again. Yeah, why which not? he definitely wore. So I don't know. It's weird. He was um, a ghost in that Nightwing or Nightcrawler, uh, like giant size. Like, oh, the ghost of the X-Man. You're like, oh, hey, look, it's uh, it's Proud Star. Yeah. What, a, what is the deal with that? <laughs> I yeah, why why you guys refuse to bring them back? And also, too, uh, it, it's interesting, too, in trying to create a brand new X-Men team, because like we said, everyone is on the table and every team name that, you know, has is probably going to end up getting reused in this Hickman era. At some point, we got all the X-Factors, the X-Forces, you know, yes. the Excaliburs. They're yes. going to obscure. Yeah, we even got new new titles like the X-Core and uh-huh. uh, and more. Um, of course, Inferno. Wolverine books is also there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I said Inferno. We're dusting off Inferno again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, this is the is this a second reference to an old event that we've gotten? Because I know that uh, what was it? Hickman used Secret Wars, yep. which was an old event. Yep, yep. He's doing Inferno, and I think there was another one, but it doesn't doesn't matter. The point is, he he's everything that was X Men is new and can be used again. And sure is. Uh, you know, they've even got space X-Men thanks to the That's sword right. book, That's which uh, right. is exciting. Um, I also want to mention, of course, the show is sponsored by viewers like you. If you're watching the show live, you can always super, use super chats and ask a question or comment. We'll read it here on the show. Uh, like nerdy rock comics who says you guys rock, uh, would love for Thunderbird or Warbird to come back because cool powers. Indeed. Warbird is, I believe Carol Danvers. Yes, that's right, because she had a bunch of... She was binary, she was Warbird. Yes, but Warpath, and I think Warpath is... Warpath, there's no way Warpath isn't back, but Thunderbird is the question, and I know that there was a reference in the in the, in the Bar Sinister uh, implications that he would be coming back, but yeah. so far, I haven't seen anything, and by the way, I haven't read every single X book, so I don't know if necessarily, like... It's true. If Teeny Howard's like, teehee, look over here, uh, or if Hickman's like, ho-ho, I don't know, so we'll see. But uh, yeah, Brian Rollins mentions can't watch live, but the X's, all the 
X-Men with former partners they dumped. Like Storm and Forge, Polaris and Havoc, Wild Child and Aurora. I like that. The X's. That's pretty good. The couple counseling book. Yeah, yeah. Let me tell you, I honestly did look up a number of uh, of, of words that had EX in their names. Oh, cool. I couldn't find anything that wasn't already used or didn't make any damn sense. I There's was like, a no. lot of that. There was one idea, and I didn't even really develop it. Maybe we could get into it, but like that's really all i had i was just i i was i definitely didn't want to do it again i didn't want to just like take an old name mm. and 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 reuse it i wanted to be like let's let's cre- if we're creating a new x-men team or we're creating different teams let's start from scratch but uh that doesn't mean that a we can't do that and b that they're not doing it right now at x-men right now oh of course. So. I, I think by the end of this hickman era we had dawn of x we're in reign of x now because everything comes in three i'm sure the last one will be the fall of x no question that always the way mm-hmm. that we'll have had we'll have recycled every x-men title they'll bring back extreme x-men by the time this is all done i'll be honest i thought they were going to bring back the xse xavier security enforcers mm-hmm. uh see the thing is with Hickman, I feel like because he can do anything he wants, and because I don't think Ten of Swords sold very well, and I don't think that. Uh, oh, really? I I think that they're going to start scaling back. I mean, Fallen Angels was their first blemish. Well, that was uh, a mini, was or did they just say it was a it mini? Became a mini. All of them would be would be regular series if they sold well. Uh, but I, I think X- they. X-Factor I think they were got canceled just recently. It did, and I don't know if it's a, if that was a cancellation or a hiatus situation. But uh, either way, X Factor's no more, uh, which is a shame because I thought it was a clever premise. But I just I just couldn't read it. I had too many. That's the thing. Too many. Too many. Too many titles. Too much uh, quality. My cup runneth over. I'm going to have to thing. start ignoring some of these. Is it that's what's so exciting about the X Men era right now? About the dawn of X is that like if you like the X Men, there's a team for you. Yeah, right? it's true. If you, you want to see the X Men in space, sword. If you want to see Wolverine, he's got a title. You want to read about the main X Men or what? What? What matters? Read the X Men title. Uh, you know, you want to see them doing Black Ops mission, X Force, all over the place. You want to see the inner workings of the corporation that Xavier set up to sell yeah. plant medicine to the to the rest of the world, X Corps. Angel always be closing. Hell, do you want a darkly comedic uh, Secret Six uh, kind of book? Then read Hellions. I'm Hellions. reading Hellions. <laughs> it's right. That's right. It's it's yes. Like you said, our cup runneth over of X books. Um, let's see. Uh, Isaiah uh, Garcia says Comic Con is back. I just got the email. Yes, uh, I also mm. got the email. At least with New York Comic Con. New York Comic Con is definitely coming back. Uh, I have registered for. A, uh, a panel i will be rejected like i have the last 10 years <laughs> oh um but we'll see uh we, we I, I can't register for press yet so that's not a, that's not available but I'm you can still not fully vaxxed yet and probably won't be till like october anyway but we'll mm-hmm. see well that's when this that's when the con happens yeah. so uh putting it close yes also baltimore comic-con is happening and i'll be there hey. going there so hopefully we'll see you there everybody sweet and uh, ron katerasano says the x-men gay straight alliance which is pretty much just x-factor there was a lot of representation in that book, which is true of all the team books. There's a lot of representation, lots of different mutants from a lot of different walks of life all making up the different teams. True enough. So let's jump into it. We're going to talk about X-Men titles or new X-Men teams. Now, what was your what did you what, what were your prerequisites? What were your requirements when you when you went into this idea? So I wanted to try and get a team name that isn't currently in use, which okay. is difficult because yes, all it is. the big ones are in use. Exactly. 
I wanted to use team members who were not currently tied up elsewhere. Because, again, if I just wanted to put freaking Wolverine, Cyclops, Colossus, Nightcrawler all on a team, I could. But I'm not going to. They're all busy. I need to use the toys in the box that aren't currently in use. And moreover than that, my big pitch is I wanted to dust off the old international X-Men idea, which seems a little weird in the Krakoan era where it seems to be they're building their own cultural identity and their own nation and everything. But I thought, you know, one of the best things about the X-Men is that yeah. they're kind of all over. So it's like, well, hey, let's create a team that's basically a Krakoan UN force. And the idea <laughs> is, is like, look, you go to other nations and try and spread the word of Krakoa, either be it by fighting villains or by, you know, wheeling and dealing in back rooms and everything to basically try and get more people to accept uh, right. Krakoa as, you know, as, as a friend, which ironically we're actually seeing quite a lot of in the Hellfire Gala book right now where Emma Frost is wheeling and dealing and schmoozing. Oh, totally. Yeah, I've never seen Emma be like more proactive in her role than mm -hmm. in the hellfire gal she is she's wheeling and dealing left and right like, i've Trying never seen her captain america yeah i've never seen her like well i don't know about that she she said like oh god i remind him of his mother get him away from me <laughs> but i could if i wanted to though everyone i'm just putting that out there to the room yeah that's a it's a tough sell emma <laughs> yeah really <laughs> i feel like i feel like steve would not fall for her wiles <laughs> yeah, that, that would be a fun story. Miss Frost. Miss Frost, please. <laughs> I don't like fast women. No, clearly not. Oh, shit. Shaw just laughs in the background <laughs> from his wheelchair. <laughs> yeah, Frost just like drop, like just her jaw. <laughs> anyway, so that was your, that was, that, that's a cool idea. Like, representation uh, and, and, bridging and building bridges also a call back to arguably one of the greatest periods in x-men when it was an international team anyway yes yes the giant size x-men yeah um so who who's your who's your team well starting things off we kind of buried the lead already but i want to bring back john proudster i want right. to bring back thunderbird to have him lead the team and be the representative of america oh i like that he would you know it's funny uh john was always such a instigator mm. and such like he he had issues with xavier the whole time oh and yeah i think xavier i i think I, i'm not sure which is my headcanon which one actually happened but i feel like xavier absolutely used his mind powers on john to coerce him into being on the team in the first <laughs> place so i'd love to see what john would do that's the, kind of like my fascination with him returning anyways like what would john proudstar do now absolutely like would he be like this sucks <laughs> or, would or would he, he be on be board like, with it yeah like does he care about being a mutant at all you yeah know, like, he's been dead since the 70s i have no idea and that's the part i want to play with too i want like to get really meta in the store it's like why not me why was i never brought back everyone else got a chance to be resurrected multiple times over what did I do wrong? Is it because I got in your face, Xavier? Is that why you kept putting me lower and lower down on the list? Or is it because you liked my brother more? Right. I mean, this Xavier? Yes. Like, yeah. this Xavier is petty. He is a dick. <laughs> Professor Xavier is a jerk. <laughs> It would be good to, you know, we bring a Warpath in here and maybe we get some Freaky Friday scenarios in where they're actually both Thunderbird and they're trading off and everything. So you don't actually know who's in the costume and they can be in two places at once. Oh, OK. OK. I but I love the idea of forcing him to be a leader and making him like make nice with European nations. 
it could be a oh yeah shit that would be interesting to a native man having to you know play peacemaker with colonial yeah. powers <laughs> even better too you have to wonder as a native man what does he feel about Krakow? it's like well we finally have a nation for our own and that's pretty great but also this whole thing seems to be built on a tapestry of lies and backstabbing and everything else yeah yeah no, it is. It absolutely is. Like, are we not the colonizers now? Have we not? Beca- I mean, Hickman keeps playing with that idea. It's like they haven't crossed that line yet, but they're going to cross that line eventually is what I right? keep saying. And I know that like the rest of the world is funny because when they look at Krakoa, you know, they're like, OK, you carved out an, an island for yourself. The island is alive, blah, blah, blah. But then another island shows up and they're mm. like, OK, so you're expanding. Yes. And it's like, well, yes, but technically those islands are alive and they were supposed to be together anyway. <laughs> and then another island shows up and it's like, uh, how big is Krakoa going to get? And it's like, well, inevitably it'll be the Earth because we're the dominant species on the planet. But And we're know. expanding into space and breaking bread with the Shi'ar <laughs> and everyone else. But don't pay attention to that. That's not important. Yeah, don't worry about the fact that, like, by the time the actual human race develops space travel... Orcus notwithstanding. Yeah. Uh, we will have already made treaties with alien races, and you'll be the last one to the party. Just saying. Man, it's crazy too because it's like they're speeding things up either organically or, you know, just by sheer happenstance. And then you got the Orcus guys being like, well, we got to speed up our, you know, Sentinel program. We got to yep. speed up Nimrod, even though, as we know from the future, no, that's what dooms humanity, though. Yeah. The robots are like, what the fuck are we taking orders from you guys? Yeah. And of course, the X Men are instigating it to the point where it's like, we need to speed up. And it's like, you're, you're hastening your own demise um, yourselves. You're kind of responsible for the, you know, resurrection of Nimrod. It's, it's a Shakespearean insane. tragedy. It is indeed. Uh, so, who else is on this uh, on this on this UN tour team? What well, are they called? Do we do you come up with the name yet? I, I think we just say International X Men. We just take oh, that. Oh, okay. Or we keep it short. Call it the UN X Men, like uh, USA Avengers. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> we just take yeah. that name. Just keep it short. Uh, sure. Uh, I want the original Silver Samurai on this team, too, because one of the coolest parts of modern X-Men is everyone is supposed to be on the same team so you can have heroes and villains rub shoulders. Totally, totally. I love that idea. Yes. And Silver Samurai is great, too, because he hasn't really been used. I think he had a bit part in X of Swords where he was really pissed off that he didn't get invited to the big sword fight when he's the sword guy. Yep. That's kind of my thing. What the hell? And that can be his raisin d'etre. Xavier can be like, oh, God, Harada's been up my ass for the last <laughs> several months. He really wants to be put on a team. He really wants to contribute. Fine. You be the Japan guy. We won't pick Sunfire for a change. You can be the Japan guy on this. Okay? Right. Sunfire hated being an X-Man anyway, so I'm fine with that, too. So there you go. And obviously, of course, you know, Thunderbird and Silver Samurai, you know, they're going to have different ideas about where the team should go. And they're going to bump heads endlessly. They're going to be like, you know, the leader and the Lancer and everything. Yeah, totally, totally. So that's uh, that's where I would go with that one. And plus, too, with the Silver Samurai, you have so much great connection to so much cool X-Men stuff from Japan and the Miller years and everything else. And, you know, there is an arc where they got to go to Japan and everything. And Harada's got to put his like family shit in order. Oh, sh- totally. Totally. Yeah. I mean, that's basically like a Wolverine book where it's like, I, I got to drag all of you people into my family drama and we're yeah. going like, oh, to yeah. make everything come to a head. I like that idea, though. That's, as that's, is a, that's always classic the X-Men. Yeah. <laughs> They'll call Wolverine and be like, hey, Wolverine, you want to help us out on this? Nope. Done it too many times. Yeah. <laughs> Pass. <laughs> you guys got this. Yeah. Why don't you call Dokken or uh, whatever his name is? I was going to say uh, Goron- Gorgon. Oh, yeah. Wasn't he dead? Didn't he die in X of Swords? Wasn't he the one yeah, guy? Yeah, but he's died? back. 
Oh, is he? What, what book did he come back in? Did I miss that? I don't recall, but he's back. And uh, unlike the rest, he's back and he's like better. Right. Yeah, I guess we're still dealing with that storyline that sometimes you come back fuck up, fucked up if you died in the other yep. world. Sometimes you come back better. Yeah. Yeah. Depending on where you're from. Yeah. Yeah. I guess we still got to deal with that at some point. Oh, I guess they might. Oh, that's interesting. Anyway. Uh, yeah, that's exciting. So, yeah, I would put him on the team because I thought he would be an interesting addition and just a guy who's not doing anything at the moment. <laughs> right. Yeah. And and he's a fun design. Like, he's a good silhouette. Why oh, not he's use the best silhouette? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I think that's half the fun of putting Havoc on any team. Like, I understand some people like Havoc, but for the most part, it's like, I just want to put, I just think Havoc's a cool looking character with a fun costume. Sure is. Put him on a team. And it's and like, he'd have him fight his son too. His son's like, I was Silver Sam, right? Yeah, but everyone still thought I was in the costume, though. No one even knows your name. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I didn't. <laughs> uh, Drew Torres says, Could Moira McTaggart's timelines be a backdoor to explain Marvel's sliding timescale? I think it only complicates Marvel's timescale, <laughs> but uh, but I think that Hickman wouldn't have started without having the ending planned, so I'm excited to see what this means and yeah, how, no how Moira's whole thing comes together. Pretty interesting how sparingly they used Moira, too. She was the biggest thing in Hawks and Pox, and then yeah. she just silently faded into the background because that's part of the gimmick. Look, this doesn't work if I'm out there. Right, exactly. And no one can know that I'm kind of the reason this happened. And she's That's reading the books of destiny there. So, you know, yep. there's clearly something going on there. Mm -hmm. uh, J. Joseph Frazier says, I would say I'm surprised Marvel never did an X-Men story or book where they tackle cultural appropriation, but I think that's mm. where Kota is heading. I mean, uh, aren't there like a group of villains, the cult of X in this new era who worship X-Men and the gates so much that they like carve X's into their head? If that ain't insane uh, cultural appropriation, I don't know what it is. <laughs> Certainly. Hell, yeah. uh, he heck, even, uh, what is it, those Children of the Atom books, they're acting like X-Men, they're dressing up like X-Men, but they're not really mutants. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and the, the characters who don't even have books where, you know, Every once in a while, we'll check in with people like Magneto and Exodus who are sitting around a campfire with all these like children and indoctrinating yeah. them into oh, yeah. fear mongering and uh, and worship of uh, and self worship. Yeah, and turning you know Scarlet Witch, our friend, your daughter, for many years into a pariah boogeyman to this whole community. That's right. That's right. Uh, Joshua Vaughn, X Men lineup: Cable, Chamber, Colossus, Cannibal, Cipher, and Cecilia Ray as a real mm. C list, as it were. Strong C-list team, though. That's a lot of cult favorites on that one. Yeah, and they all start with the letter C. Wow, the C-crew. <laughs> exactly, C-crew, C-team. C-force. There you go, C-force. Jam call X, uh, Explorers, the Krakoan oh. Science and Expeditionary Initiative. Land, sea, air, space, reality. There's stuff to explore, and they're going to do it. Oh, that's fun. Make it like an Indiana Jones book. Like, no, no, no. We don't fight people in this book. We find amazing discoveries, and then we run away from big boulders. <laughs> yeah. And we try to, you know, it's, I could imagine them kind of getting into the exploration race, as it were, mm. being like, we need our own museums, and we need our right. own, you know, kind of head start culturally on. Uh, oh, um, I like that. On all these different iconography and 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 I and uh, artifacts and using them to kind of inform what we're going to do. Yeah. Oh, actually, didn't Emma Frost say that? She's like, look, we've made a lot of money at this Hellfire Trading Company thing. We need to go on Hellfire expeditions now. Yeah. yeah so I'm, like, what, I'm like, what does that mean? Emma, the world has already all been mapped out. Oh, yeah. you think? <laughs> oh, yeah. But I mean, you know, we know Namor. We can go down there. Yeah, true enough. 
Yeah. Uh, I had a I had I had a name. That's all I had. Uh, it was called Exalted. Mm, and it could be solid name. It could be Exalted, uh, but it's basically just a team of it's it's more or less like the uh, the externals where right. it's like a bunch of old characters. But I was thinking Exalted would be characters who either have been leaders or who are like kind of generally OP. Ah, uh, so, like seeing... so like a brain trust for all the Omega Mutants. Exactly. Yeah, like it's, it's the Omega Mutants team. So it'd be like Storm and stuff like that. And uh, and and that's all I kind of had. I was just kind of like, I just had that name. That was the only one from my list where I'm like, that's a cool name. It is. It really the exalted. Is. What does that mean, though? I don't know. <laughs> Are they like the power behind the power in Krakoa? Are they just where we put the Omega Mutants to keep them busy until we need them? Right. Do they secretly meet? Is it like the Illuminati of the Krakoa? Ooh. Oh, uh, who who makes your international X-Men, by the way? Uh, I haven't. I haven't really thought. No, I don't have one either. Yet. But yeah, I, I mean, obviously, you would want a good international team on an international book. Uh, so yeah, that's let's let's keep talking. Maybe I'll think of one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, with the exalted, I'd I'd want Hickman to talk about it because he's the only one who knows who the all the Omega mutants are. True, based on his own personal decisions. <laughs> yes, and his own uh, little redacted things there. Where it's like, look, I don't know who everyone's going to be yet, but I know who some are going to be. Yeah, and then uh, some writers who work at the same company as me will take it away from me. Yeah, that tends to be the case. But now that writer is not working on the book that co- that covers that character, so maybe Hickman will take it away from him then. They've been pretty good so far in like spacing out the Omega-level mutants all over the place. Storm is on the Marauders. Uh, Legion is in the way of X-Book and everything. Yes. They're all yes. kind of hanging out. They're not doing anything too important yet. Mm-hmm. No, but they all play key roles. Like Legion's doing his own thing that is gonna be pretty important yeah and storm is like in every significant x-men story she is and yet people say they're bearing her for some reason like really because she seems to be everywhere <laughs> yeah iceman would True be uh, would be on this who you forget fun. he's an omega mutant because he's so silly exactly uh you know maybe maybe the antagonist is quentin choir i don't know but anyway exalted, exalted. uh yeah Let's that's see. good that's solid um, Tevia says, "What about the Exiles? What a shock! Uh, have the X Men travel the multiverse?" Yeah, I had a, I have a book like that. I mean, we had Exiles not that long ago, and people were shockingly not as interested as we were. I loved it. Hard to believe, uh, but yeah, that was a great book about twenty years ago. Yeah, good, good, good old solid in a mid there, continuing to cut his teeth and showing like, look, I can spin gold out of whatever you guys give me, no matter how weird it is. Exactly. Exactly. Um, I did have a team like that. Uh, basically, the Multiversal X Men. Um, it, it's led by Old Man Logan. Ah, good. Got to get him in there somewhere. Nice. Mm-hmm. The team basically consists of Old Man Logan, Bishop, Rachel, uh, Blink, Cable, and Jimmy Hudson. That's pretty sad. Hey, you actually found something for Jimmy Hudson to do. Holy shit! And he's only there because he has to represent that universe. They're like, we have no fun. We have nobody from six sixteen or from six from sixteen oh one or whatever the hell the from Ultimate, was. Yeah, I, uh, yeah. I, I actually have a. I have something kind of like that on my international team where it's like, look, we have all these countries and the year twenty ninety nine. Right, I love that. Yeah, that's great. Because, again, this is all about trying to ensure mutant kind's future, right? So eventually, the future you're trying to build is going to mess with the future that's already been built. And, you know, what about, uh, what, is, what do they have, uh, Nation X in yes. 2099? 
Yes. So eventually oh, Nation X is going to have to send someone back in time and be like, hey, what are you guys doing? You're messing with our future. Yeah, I believe it's, oh God, X Nation 2099. That was, that first issue was one of the worst comics I've ever read in my life. I know, but I remembered it. So I'm going to bring back uh, one of the <laughs> lates. In fact, I'll say that right now. Uh, uh, Shakita Hadard, which is like, you know, one of the few prominent like Indian mutant. She's a doctor. She's a scientist. Yes. Doesn't have a great costume, but I would love her to be kind of like the sixth ranger yeah. of this international team. Like maybe two arcs in, she comes back from 29. Yeah. It's like, guys, what's up? And then like Xavier and Magneto could freak the fuck out. They'd be like, oh my God, we were so worried about precogs. We didn't think about time travelers. <laughs> yeah. Are we going to yeah. have to kill or enslave all the time travelers to stop them from fucking up Moira's plan? Right? Uh, I also love, by the way, I forgot, you know, we talked about X Nation before we talked about the X Men 2099. Oh, yeah, that's right. Which we is haven't a whole done that team yet. of characters, you know, and you've got all the analogs, you know. Uh, I, I guess you put Bloodhawk on that team just because he's the most visually distinct. Indeed. He looks so stupid and he's got a wings <laughs> and his name's Bloodhawk. So he's just a relic. I love the idea of this character from like a hundred years in the future as a relic. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Very a representation much the time of yeah, yeah, exactly. Not the time you think, but, uh, but yeah. And, and yeah. like, you know, the reality is uh, when it comes to bringing anybody back, I mean, like they've already mentioned, they can bring back old man cable. Uh, yes. We've seen for uh, Al Ewing's big final annihilation story. They're like, yep, he's coming back. Yeah. Yeah, and it's like, sure. They they even talk about it, and then Cyclops says, I'll use all my power and influence to keep that from happening. Um, but if if you can bring back old Cable, you can bring back old man Logan. Yeah, you might as well. It He's be been fun. here. He's been here. Cerebro caught his wavelength. There you go. I, I mean, they even kind of set it up because that like mutant auction house that was selling stuff, one of the things was old man Logan's arm, and Wolverine's like, I don't remember losing my arm. Right. It's like, yeah, you didn't, dude. Damn, wouldn't that be crazy? Because we can do anything with the resurrection protocol. So yeah, why can't we have Logan and old man Logan running around? Yeah, I would love to see old man Logan show up now. Be like, this is freaking weird. <laughs> and, does, and does he like Krakow or does he not like Krakow? And will that give him and uh, Wolverine a reason to fight each other? Exactly, exactly. I would love to see that because old man Logan is like, I've kind of settled into the Marvel universe. I there there ain't no Krakoa, there ain't no mm. Moira's like the world I come from the the mutants don't make it. Yeah. And maybe there we're not supposed to. Maybe he's all like cynical and nihilistic. Uh, yeah. Hey, maybe um, that's what Mystique's Inferno book is about. It's her recruiting all the mutants who are anti-Krakoa and everything to try and bring it all down, man. Yeah, hey. That'd be kind of fun if, uh, you know, because Mystique's obviously going to try to take down Krakoa. If, like, if some if, characters who, you know, like Cable and Old Man Logan are kind of on her team, they're like, yeah, screw this place. Mystique and the Revolutionaries. Yeah, hey, there's a book. Thank you. Yeah, just all just all the anti-Krakoan mutants because they planted seeds that not everyone is on the side of this idea for one reason or another. That's right. That's right. And yeah. some of them are mutants we like and are like good people. It's like, well, if he says it, maybe he's right. Yeah, I haven't seen. What are they doing with Bishop at all? Uh, he's the Red Knight of the Hellfire Trading Company. He's like uh, Kate Pride's right hand man. OK, because I kind of feel like Bishop be like. What do we even do? Like, what is this? <laughs> He's definitely conflicted. He's the most conflicted, and Kate and Emma often go around him. Mm -hmm. 
there's the great bit with Shaw where it's like, oh, I found the evidence. I know Shaw's the one that killed Captain K. And I got like, guys, we, we were already on top of that. In fact, we went and kicked his ass like 20 minutes ago. Yeah. It's like, oh, oh okay. You, you should have told me. Thanks. Oh, well, then what the hell am I doing here? <laughs> That's the thing. They kind of keep them uh, keep them going with busy work. Yeah. Plus, Jimmy Hudson, again, like, dude hasn't uh, dude hasn't been in anything since X-Men Blue. It's true. But he's here, right? Might as well do something with him. Might as well do something. And we've already established the maker is doing had been kicking around here for long enough to be a character. Yeah. Who is it's not like Miles where it's like, is he from here? Is he from there? Maker is like, no, I'm not. I I think with Miles, they eventually did come out and say, yes, he is from the ultimate universe. He just he's having trouble uh, rectifying those memories with the new memories he's created here. Yeah, that horrible retconned origin from Secret Invasion. Uh, I'm, I'm glad they got rid of that. And they're like, no, no, he's from the Ultimate Universe. Don't worry. Yeah, I love that they were just like, that didn't work. Throw it away. Like, good. Just throw away bad ideas. Don't keep those. Hill, what is it, wrote an entire, what is it, one shot that was the sole purpose of throwing out the Bendis Ultimate Origin. One of the worst things ever. And it's like, oh, yeah, that's gone now. Forget we said that. Yeah, yeah, just forget it. We commissioned a whole special issue, but forget it. <laughs> exactly. Uh, Mina Quirty says, got to get back to work. Keep up the great work. Curious question. How many different Nathan Summers can you have on one team? <laughs> I think at least three, right? The Nathan core. Because I haven't seen X-Man either. No, I guess we haven't seen him yet. They haven't pulled the trigger on that yet, but I'm sure they will at some point. <laughs> yeah. I, and, you know, it's funny. They, they There are characters that we like, who everyone points to as one of their favorites, like Blink. Mm-hmm. Has Blink ever actually been here? Debatable. <laughs> right? Like, Blink's from the Age of Apocalypse universe. Oh, uh, my, their antagonist, by the way, it would be uh, Dark Beast. Ah, we're going to bring him back, of course, because we can bring back anyone anyway, so why not? Yeah. Hell, what we do is we just establish, like, in the beginning, <laughs> like, when they first established the five, they were just so excited. Because, you know, they say, like, it's like, you know, when they when they make their magic together it's like they're ejaculating so <laughs> uh they just they just couldn't help themselves and they had like a crazy resurrection fest in the very oh, like geez. the first the first several hours of Krakoa's inception they just churned out all these characters like no old man low was brought back like first because he was one of the last to die so we just <laughs> we just dumped him ever like we got all kinds of characters we got dark beast by accident we got they more were challenging stuff. each other i bet you can't bring back dark i bet you can't bring back old man logan oh, oh challenge accepted exactly exactly so and then Xavier shows up and he's like, hey, I just got a massive download from this thing. Are you guys are you guys resurrecting each other without me? <laughs> no. Bringing back people from alternate universes and timelines. Yeah. Are you really messing up be. timelines and crap, man? Uh no. Dark Beast would be a fun resurrection too, because regular Beast is acting like Amanda Waller now and being just like this amoral. Basically, is Dark Beast. <laughs> he's being an amoral son of a bitch. So it'd be interesting for Beast to be like, no, 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 no. You are not going to horn in on my racket. <laughs> yeah. Well, and, and that'd be a great opportunity for our Hank to be like looking at him and go, oh my God. What have I become? I'm not that different from you anymore. Yeah. There is virtually no difference between this guy and me, except for him being slightly darker. Like, yeah. In, in, in fur. Also, you get an opportunity there for Dark Beast to look like friggin' Beast. Yeah, true. That'd have be fun. one character look like Beast. I like it. You sold me. So, yeah. Um, anyway, I don't know what the hell they're called, but uh, that'd be a lot of fun. Oh, and, and just throw it at Al Ewing. <laughs> yeah, because he'll make magic out of it. 
Yeah, just Al Ewing, take take this idea for the exiles, change the name, because obviously that doesn't sell. As we have established. And, you know, maybe Dark Beast is like, if I assemble these pieces of different, like, disparate realities together, I could wield some ancient force. I'll, I'll create my own circuit because we're all into cir- the dark mutant circuit because we're big into that now. The five and swords got their own group. Yeah. There you go. So, but yeah. Um, I'll I, I let her come up with a title, you know, as we go. But, Multiverse uh, X. Yeah. Right. Just a word and put X at the end of it. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, Christian Pereira says, hey, guys, there. Here's my idea. Exiles, mutants or adjacent who can't or don't want to go on Krakoa mm. like Franklin or Wiccan or Speed, Deadpool, Goblin Queen, Blindfold, Pete Wisdom. And congrats for 10K. Thank you, man. Ooh, I got a name for that. The Expatriates. Yeah. Expatriates or X-Men. E-X. Um, ah, right. Fun. But yeah, I like Expatriates. I think that's actually a book. Um but yeah, man. Uh, the only issue is Franklin not a mutant anymore. Deadpool never a mutant, though very much still tied into X Men lore and continuity. Yes. Isn't that weird? Yeah, and I, I'm, I'm think I honestly feel like it's funny because Hickman obviously orchestrated this whole thing ahead of time. Mm-hmm. He executes this thing. He has Franklin in in his in his chart. Yep. Dan Slott says, I can still swing my dick around at Marvel. Clearly. No, actually, Franklin is not a mutant. Lol. But why? But why would you do that, though? What does that change? Well, what it does is it cha- it, it throws a monkey wrench in Hickman's plans and reminds <laughs> him that he's not... Top dog here. Yeah, he's not top dog. I'm, I'm Dan Slott. But then, he's off Fantastic Four now. Yeah. So, Hickman literally w- went from... So I don't have to change my plans whatsoever. Like I mm. literally didn't. I you went out of your way to screw up my plans. I didn't do one thing differently. Yeah. Also, you mind the Chip Zdarsky X Men Fantastic Four miniseries? Way to go. Also, that too. Which is funny. Hellfire Gala makes reference to that that the four and the X Men are still kind of frosty with each other. But Xavier, who comes out looking like a whole Emmy Award, it's like, oh, Franklin, it's so good to have our human friends on the island. Is that right, you little human? Ugh. Can you believe I was so, uh, you know, into trying to recruit you? <laughs> Boy, that was crazy. Yeah. What a waste of time. I'm so over you, Franklin. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Until I find out you're actually mutant for real, though. Ah, I knew it. <laughs> yeah, John Chung, uh, the Wolverines, a team of com- of team comprised of anyone with bone claws. They did that. Oh yeah, they did, didn't they? It was called Wolverines, and it was just all the Wolverine adjacent characters. Yeah, I, I I thought about that for a second, and then I'm like, is that how is that any different from like X Force when it was just characters with adamantium? It's true. And I'm like, yeah. Where's Lady Deathstrike? These I almost made her the representative of Japan, and then I'm like, nah, Lady Deathstrike's been overused. No, no, no. Silver Samurai is where it's at. He's more fun. Yeah. Uh, but I hear you. I, I hear you. I, like the thing is, there are so many Wolverine characters or Bone Claw characters. Yeah. You could easily just do a team of them. Heck, uh, Hellions could very easily have used Sabretooth. I appreciate them for being like, no, Wild Child's where it's at because he's weirder and funnier. No, Sabretooth's in the hole. Remember, he got he got he got punished. Yeah, they could have gotten him out of the hole, but I appreciate they used Wild Child, then killed him and made him come back bigger and more Sabretoothy. Yeah, that's gonna be interesting. 
Uh, Cam, put all the 90s gun-toting mutants on one team and call them excessive force. Oh, that's pretty dope. See, in 1990, that would have made bank. Yes, excessive force. you kidding me? Now it's like, I would call them X-Patrol. That's pretty good, too. But yeah, excessive force. God, that sucks. <laughs> you know, th- I mean, that- it's, it's a great idea, but it's like, damn. That expatriate thing reminded me, my representative of France, I, I made up this list last night, and I forget if she's even a mutant or not. Uh, Amanda Sefton, uh, Nightcrawler's adopted sister. Is she a mutant or is she just magical? I don't know, actually. I couldn't confirm this either because I think she would be a good person on the team because, you know, she's of Romany descent, was born in France, circus, is magical. So, you know, she can help the UN team deal with the magical side of things. Yeah, yeah. I don't know, man. That's interesting. Because her mother, well, her adopted mother is a monster. <laughs> right. So is <laughs> like, which I almost put it her on adopted. the team, too. But then I'm just like, wait, is she a mutant or is she just a monster? There's a difference. Yeah. Yeah. I think she's not a mutant. No, I don't think so. It's like a homo magi or whatever. Yeah. This oh. is where it gets weird. Somebody mentioned in the chat that Reed whispered something to Charles during that scene. And we don't know what he said, yeah. Oh, he's like, actually, he is a mutant. Ha ha ha. Yeah, ha ha ha. I win this one. Smartest man in the world. Read right. out. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Because you know that Hickman loves Franklin. That sucks. He really does, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I think Sefton would be an interesting thing. Even if she's not a mutant, I think it would be fun to have her on the team. Be like, wait, but aren't you? Yeah, but I'm such a good friends with the X-Men and Kurt eh, vouched for yeah, me. Yeah, exactly. You should have at least one human on the team. Listen, Brian Braddock played a major role in one of your events, and he's not even close to being a mutant. That's so. right. Yeah, we call it the Braddock Clause. If you're a close <laughs> enough friend or family member of mutant kind, you get grandfathered into Krakoa. That's right. Because we're not uh, anti-human here on Krakoa. No. We're just pro-mutant. Yeah, yeah. Th- th- there's there's such a distinction between those two things. <laughs> but isn't that what r- real-world racists regularly say to justify their bigotry? No. Wow. That's kind of a leap. It's a little <laughs> bit of a leap, I feel like. Uh, George J., an X-Men Imperial Guard book would be oh, the way a great way to bring in Kid Gladiator again. Mm. Uh, I love it when he was attending the Jean Grey School. Yeah. Yeah, anybody from the Jean Grey school that you don't get to see anymore. That would be good. Right? Uh, Jack O'Connell says, you can fix Franklin with Spider-Man 2 root. Say he canceled out his own powers because of PTSD and guilt. Uh, Such an easy fix. Yep. Yeah, that whole X-Men Fantastic Four event, that was really stressful. (laughs) Yeah, you're you're so powerful, Franklin. You made yourself not a mutant, then you did again. Yeah, exactly. You're just so powerful, Franklin. They literally could just have any, like they could have Gene look in there and be like, oh, no, you are a mutant. What are you doing? Like you just tricked, you made yourself believe you're not one. Or, oh, wait a minute. I don't remember how they just determined it's a mutant, but like he's not a mutant anymore. But like he, because the, you know, there's the whole saint elsewhere like mm. franklin and Sp- franklin's tommy westfall it all exists in my snow globe exactly so i'm thinking like maybe franklin maybe franklin was suggested by someone to be a mutant or to not be a mutant mm. and so he made that real because they all say right. i think that he made himself into a mutant it's like no he didn't choose to be a mutant it's that he 
In fact, it's a little offensive to say you choose how you're born, Marvel yeah. Comics. But uh, but he uses like his powers maybe subconsciously, mm. and uh, oh hey, you know you could you could link him with the onslaught story. You know, Ooh. onslaught was like the secret hidden personality inside of him. Oh, There's, I like that. Onslaught was hiding in Franklin the whole time. It was me all along, onslaught. And to keep the X Men off my tail, I I I hid you being a mutant from them. So they'd leave you alone and I could manifest my powers within your reality altering powers. The end of Onslaught, which is me using you and X-Men. Now I just need X- I need Nate Gray and then I can just quietly and subtly use the two of you to make myself come back to life. Oh, that's good. That's real good. It uses continuity and it fixes something that was broken. Yes. And you get Onslaught again. <laughs> yeah. And no one would have any problem with that. They'd be like, yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Yeah. No, seriously. All you got to do is have a big full page splash by Pepe Larraz of Onslaught, and you're like, okay, all's forgiven. Dope. Sold. <laughs> uh, new type JB Lee says, uh, hey guys, love your show. Thank you, man. Uh, how about a non Krakoa street level mutant team? My lineup for that would be Molly Hayes, Bishop Jubilee, oh. and Layla Miller. Hey, what is that? What, what is it Layla up to anyway? <laughs> yeah, true enough. Right now. Yeah, I'm surprised they haven't gone street level team. Then again, I guess that's kind of what Children of the Atom are because they're the yeah. only ones who are actually out there fighting crime right now. Yes. Maybe yeah. the Duggan book will change that because they're unveiling the new team and Cyclops says, no, I want to go back to actually doing good and being a superhero again. Totally. Well, I mean, like, here's the thing. We know that's going to happen when Hickman leaves the book. Mm-hmm. So we yeah, don't want to steal their thunder. Yeah, let's not blow our wad yet when we have the return to status quo, the big return to status quo. Yeah, they didn't blow up the mansion. It's just sitting there waiting for them to come back. True enough. Uh, hey, remember when we were talking about those uh, those angry mutants that were going to stick it to Krakoa? Well, Dennis Bell suggested the excommunicated. Oh, solid, solid. I think that book is going to be called Inferno or the invent is going to be called Inferno. Mm-hmm. She's got to burn it down. But I like excommunicated a lot. Yeah, that's dope. Uh, Jam Colex uh, expose about the uh-huh. Krakoa News Network <laughs> journalists anywhere. There's a story, but will they get to tell the whole story unfiltered or skewed? Yes, a, a the pulse for Krakoa. Man, that's hey. They say they want to make their own culture. They want to make their own, you know, society. And having a media is part of that. That's true. That's true. Uh, the new Ethan says, hey, Sal and Joel, thanks for all the awesome content from you, too. Thank you very much, man. Uh, you've expanded my knowledge and love of comics by tons. Stay awesome. You, too, man. That means a lot. Yeah. Thanks for your support, dude. Um, but yeah. So, uh, yeah, the, the uh, there's one more team that I had. A na- it's one of those things where I'm like, I have a name. It's a story. It, it, they. You know, it hasn't come into play at all. Do tell the Savage Land. Oh, yeah. Well, don't they have a thing there at X Corp where that's like where they're like uh, cultivating flowers and stuff in the Savage Land? That's right. That's right. Yeah, they're they're grow. They're using it as like a growing. Yeah, yeah as, a, as a grow up. That's right. That's right. Well, my idea was called Savage X-Men. And hey. it was yeah a title that I don't think ever existed yet, but no. I could be wrong. Uh, and it's just X-Men operating on the Savage Land. Dealing with mutates and the fallout from and Magneto's machinations there, protecting now that we've got that on the on yeah. the table, the 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 fields. Gotta protect uh, our interests here. Yeah, characters who have a, an innate knowledge and experience with the Savage Land, also because the X Men are kind of like, hey, we're here and you got to deal with it now, so get mm. used to it. I can imagine, you know, and they're swinging it around. I can imagine them doing that in the Savage Land too, where Kazar is like, uh, 
This is my place. And they're like, yeah, actually, though, it's just yeah. you and a tiger. So, no. It's the starting of them being colonized. It's like, well, it feels like you guys just stepped on in and took land that didn't belong to you and are now <laughs> acting like it belongs to you. Right. It's like, yeah, but you're like a white blonde guy, so I don't think anyone's going to complain. Yeah. <laughs> We're not going to get any advocacy groups up our ass <laughs> about this one. Yeah. Yeah. And then you have, you know, uh, Kazar and Shauna, uh, Zabu putting together like their own, uh, you know, militia group to fight the X-Men. It would be like a stealth book for Kazar is what it would be. It's like, look, it's an X-Men book, but it's really about Kazar, though. Yeah, yeah. It's, a, it's a Trojan Kazar book. It's a Kazar book that people buy. Oh, man, that gets even better, too, because the X-Men are like, look, we can't actually fight Kazar, because if we do, that's going to cause an international incident. We're going to look like bad guys. That's why we need to hire the X-Mercenaries to oh, go out no. so they can hire Deadpool and they can hire all these like affiliated characters who might not be mutants, but who are part of the family, like yeah. Maverick. We'll get Maverick back for there that. There we again. go. Yeah. And See? yes, I know Maverick is working for like the CIA, but still look at again, he's a mercenary. You just gotta pay him more. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. And the X-Men have money to spare. Get Lady Jess Strike in that team too. And yeah, it's the X Mercenaries versus Kazar. Yeah. Uh Tristan asked what we uh what we think of the X-Men or the Hellfire Gala Gala outfits. I think they're cool. Yeah, again, I, I'm no fashionista, but a lot of them look really cool. Yeah, I wish Project Runway was relevant so that they could have oh, made man. them. Oh, man, that would have been a great freaking crossover. Yeah, because I know that, uh, what was it? I remember when James Gunn, no, Tim, no Gunn. Uh, Tim Gunn appeared. James Gunn's brother. <laughs> yes, exactly. Uh, but Tim Gunn, uh, the original host, uh, one of them, of uh, Project Runway, he like appeared on he he appeared in Marvel Comics. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. He was a comic book fan. He yep. there's a cute little video of him judging Marvel costumes. Love it. Um, I was like, man, they already had that. And I remember that was back when like Casada was in charge and Marvel was like just trying to be relevant. And I'm like, mm -hmm. this would be a great challenge to redesign Marvel costumes mm -hmm, mm -hmm. into they high never, fashion. I, I was like, they never did it. So insane. Who's, who's your favorite Hellfire Gala redesign? Mine, believe it or not, is Dawkin, because I love he still needs to be in everyone's face. I'm going to be shirtless, no shoes, and my suit is going to have my dude bro tattoo on it. <laughs> Fuck all of you. you got to see my dude bro tattoo. Otherwise, what am I? I just love that, where it's like everyone is like putting in 110%, and Dawkins like, I must be abrasive even while in high fashion. Yes. Uh, I gotta tell you, like, uh, one of my favorites is Rogue. I just like how Rogue looks. I like how she, she carries herself. Mm -hmm. um, I'm shocked that she looks the way she does. I was kind of hoping that, like, because she's a Southern Belle from Georgia, that she'd oh, be more of a yeah. debutante. But, yeah, she'd turn that knob up all the way. But you know what? Like, you got some way, like, she, she just, she looks fierce. And I'm 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 a fan. Uh, I also like Colossus's outfit. Like what? Looking like an old Russian czar and everything. That's uh -huh. pretty. Even Banshee looks better than Banshee has looked in years. <laughs> yeah. No, these outfits are dope, and and I, I'm 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 a fan. I also like Quanon's suit uh, or outfit. Um, also pretty solid. I love the Hellions didn't get invited to the party. <laughs> yeah. And then they show up and they give you every reason why they shouldn't have been. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. There's one in every family, right? The ones you don't invite. Exactly. Uh, and I, I, I'm not wild about Emma's like head thing that like represents her powers, but I appreciate it. I'm like, that's cool. She has a couple <laughs> outfits, doesn't she? Because that's of course, because it's my party. Yes. Yes. I remember in high school 
going to a black and white party for the first time and oh, the only shoot. time in fact uh i didn't know what the what the idea was mm-hmm. they were just like it's a black and white party i'm like okay uh, what does that mean they're like you gotta wear black and white you gotta wear like a black suit and i'm like i guess i could do that i have that and you go and then the hostess wears a red dress <laughs> i didn't know that was a thing she comes down the stairs and i'm like this is a really cool thing we're doing right now <laughs> Uh, and of course, the high school parties would devolve into debauchery and like snorting pixie sticks. But the point Doesn't being, that that opening moment where like we're all in black and white, and this red dressed woman comes descends the staircase. I'm like, oh, high so school is going to be pretty cool. <laughs> so this is why we have galas, huh? This is why rich people throw fancy parties for this feeling, right? Like legit. That that was like that was like. F- late fall my freshman year of high school it never really got cooler than that no but i was like this is where we're going all right it didn't it didn't hurt the spin volleyball also was, was a game that was played hey, at that party yeah. and i was like oh my god high school rules uh yeah i was wrong about that but anyway <laughs> just some guy with a mustache with a big bad surprise oh, thank you so much man it's great to see you dude thank you so much for your support uh it's Always really appreciate it. He says, hey, Sal, I'm very truly sorry that I couldn't get your birthday present on time. Do not worry about it. It is not. But you didn't have to get me anything. Truly and honestly, I do appreciate it for your, your presence story. is my present. Exactly. Take this as a compensation until that happens. Don't worry, man. We'll get them. <laughs> we'll get them. I don't know who they are. We'll get them. They know who they are. Let's keep it less threatening, but I appreciate it, man. Uh, and thank you for the birthday wishes. Thank you all, by the way, for your birthday wishes. I do appreciate it. Um, oh, I missed one. We have Rebel Friend. Uh, who says, thanks for keeping my morale up before I have to work a 12-hour oh. shift. That sucks. But thank you very much for being here, and hopefully you did the show. Um, but yeah, man, thank you. Thank you, Mustache, for your support, for your for your, uh, for your your help. You, uh, you've you been fighting the good fight for a very long time. Mm-hmm. Uh, he made a video that uh, was just like, go subscribe to Comic Pop. I was like, man, you didn't do oh. that. But thank you very much. Um, so yeah, thank you, dude. It's incredibly, uh, incredibly uh, generous and kind. Mm-hmm. Uh, Angel Smith, how's this for a pitch? Book's called X's, a team of C-string mutants that no one cares about striving to be the best X-Men team. It's written to be a comedy like Superior Foes and led by Thunderbird. I mean, I mean, that's kind of what Hellions is, isn't it? A bunch of like second string. We don't know what to do with any of you. Havoc, you used to be like high tier, but now yep. you're on like the kids table team. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, oh. Is Bastion still in your head? I feel like we didn't <laughs> deal with that. Is Bastion even here? Yeah, he's in my brain. So. He talks to me sometimes. Great. <laughs> Bastion uh, says pass the milk. Right. Uh, Dizzy C, a quiet council book. Yes. I'm sure the reason. They're the reason for some of the most messed up things in Krakoa, and we only know their stuff tangentially. I agree. That's weird. And again, I guess it like adds to the quietness of the Quiet Council that they only exist in the background of every book and you don't know what they're doing all the time. That's fair. That's fair. Uh, new type B, uh, JB Lee with teams. I will support any lineup that is Jubilee. <laughs> I always thought it was unfair that Kitty gets all the love and attention from editors and writers, <clears throat> Whedon and Ellis, yeah. but not poor Jubes. Honestly, Jubilee is the replacement for Kitty Pride. Yes. And then all the editors were like 40 and 50 and the writers were too. And they're like, uh, but I remember kitty though. 
yeah, so it's going to be Kitty now. <laughs> yeah. And Jubilee never really got and like got a good status quo enough for them to go for for anyone True. to be like, I remember Jubilee fondly. <laughs> they made they made her a vampire for many years. Yeah. Yeah, that that should tell you everything that you need to know about like how much they regarded Jubilee. I uh, uh I almost had Jubilee on uh my international team, but I decided, you know, maybe don't go Asian American, maybe go full like Chinese guy. So I put Collective Man on my oh, team. Because I'm like, oh, he's like he's like five guys who come together, you know, <laughs> this the spirit of the communist system there, you know, when we all pull together. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, but I, I agree. Like Jubilee was my kitty pride. So I I I'm I'm right there with you, man. Uh justice for jubes mm. and i feel really weird like her she you know her adopted kid shogo yeah is like a dragon and i'm like are yeah. they gonna just make them go uh, uh, we need to do something else with jubilee and i feel like turning shogo into a dragon and living in another world and being like <laughs> they're not gonna be a person anymore yeah but, is, but in the What's better? He's a dragon or in the future, he becomes sentinel x the iron man <laughs> member of the x-men yeah i uh I guess dragon. <laughs> I guess too. <laughs> uh, got any more? Uh, yeah, I had a couple there. So I talked about Collective Man. I thought it would be interesting that, you know, we're trying to build a nation. So we actually have like a card carrying communist on our team. Too. Totally. Yeah. You know, Collective Man is like, yes, yes, this mission is important. But what are we going to seize the means of production here <laughs> on Krakoa? Uh, tomorrow. <laughs> Jeez, Collective Man, you keep pitching that one. Uh, another the room. Again, you know, every team needs a comedy one. I almost put Siren on here because we haven't seen Siren in a bit. Seen a lot of Banshee, not a lot of Siren. But I thought the yeah. Irish one should be, uh, what is it? Molly Fitzgerald, Shamrock. She literally has the luck of the Irish. Oh, my God. Yeah, we haven't seen Shamrock in a while. And the last time, I think she was played for laughs. So She yeah. owned a bar, and she didn't even have her luck powers anymore. No weird so you know she can be like the pov character she comes to krakoa tries to get her powers back in the crucible and everything and they end up putting her on the un team there we go because you know Hopefully. she's the likable one give her a new name though <laughs> shamrock. shamrock sucks what's what, what does shamrock actually mean in gaelic give her like a fun gaelic name there we go yeah yeah, yeah. shillelagh no that's just the same thing <laughs> that's like calling her blarney stone that doesn't work yeah i guess it doesn't <laughs> what's, what's warrior in celtic that's a good one mm, let's call her braveheart they're scottish but whatever <laughs> close enough says xavier as he walks away <laughs> i don't care says xavier <laughs> i have more important things to do look at the size of my helmet yeah technically layok or lock layok sounds pretty good yeah there you go that's warrior yeah layok For formerly shamrock <laughs> yeah it's still oh. got the it's still got the hard k at the end then, of course, you have a story with her and Domino where it's like, but who's luckier, though? <laughs> yeah, I expect that the only time you're going to see those two characters interact is at the Hellfire Gala, just trying to, like, outluck each other. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm going to flip a coin. Yeah. What's it going to be? Well, we can't both be right. Oh, I landed on side again. Yeah. Oh, no, it's rolling away. And they're chasing <laughs> after it, just embarrassing themselves. I was no one told that story where two mutants with very similar luck based powers try and one up each other in like bar games. Yeah. And they did that in Ten of Swords. With That's the one right. You never lose. It's like. And when they said, like, what, what would happen if you fought Domino? They would lose. <laughs> that would be even better than that one comes in there. It's like, you're both stupid. I win. <laughs> yeah. I'm uh, literally that kid in the playground. Uh-uh-uh, you can't beat me. My power is. I always win. <laughs> uh, the Captain Coon. Here's my million-dollar X-Book. Wolverines and has Logan, Laura, Gabby, and Jimmy. 
Uh, he's in space at the moment. Marvel prints this. They're bringing him money. You are... Uh, listen, apparently, there is a demand for a Wolverine's book. Apparently. Uh, they made one. Uh, it did not do well. But uh, you're the second person to suggest a Wolverine book, so I don't blame you. My my thing is who they're going to fight, because Sabretooth is in the middle of the island right now, so that's their number one villain off the right? table. Yeah, what Wolverine villain? I You know, they've already dealt with Omega Red, you know, uh, Lady Deathstrike, maybe. Uh, do, we, do we do Ogun again? Do we do Romulus again? No, 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 no. I, I guess you could do the Weapon X program. Mm, yeah, where's Cornelius at these days? I guess Wolverine killed him at the end of Death He's of Wolverine. <laughs> I think hey. he... He's an AI. They backed him up as a robot somewhere. He's a sentinel now. Orcus Ooh. got him. I don't know. Oh, yeah. Or like a, he, he had like a son or secret apprentice you didn't know about that Orcus recruits. And it's like, we want you to work for us, uh, Cornelius Jr. There you go. See, there you go. Wolverines are fighting Orcus because uh, you never see them unless like it's really, 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 really important. They're using them shockingly sparingly. I thought like, oh, they're going to be their Hydra. They're going to be their Cobra. They're going to be fighting them every week in this new era of x-men no actually yeah <laughs> uh king sport cole says xavier's helmet is lame to me <laughs> domino wins fatality i kept thinking the helmet was supposed to hide some that he was going to take it off and his face was going to be all messed up or there was going to be another guy under there but they never did that well they they did it in a way where he has different color eyes he has blue oh. eyes sometimes he has brown eyes other times interesting like, he has blue eyes when he's wearing the helmet he has brown eyes in the flashbacks with moira so huh. draw your own conclusions uh also his helmet didn't come off until it was blown off his head by a sniper's bullet so that's right yeah i don't know are, are there a couple of xavier's running around you think he's got body doubles to try and protect himself like all uh leaders of rogue nation <laughs> I, I know there's something there maybe it's multiple x-men i or maybe it's multiple xavier's i don't know It'd be funny. It's like Xavier doesn't even live here. I, I got little Xavier's running around. I'm actually at. Uh, I'm actually in Shi'ar space. Yeah, really hanging out with my family that I don't uh, do anything with. Exactly. I uh, love his alien daughter got kidnapped, and he couldn't even bring himself to go and do. He sent his people. Go, go get her. I guess I don't know. And when his son Legion showed up, he was crapping his pants. Oh fuck, David, you're here. Oh god. Oh god. <laughs> uh, Ditsy C. Yeah excavate characters in existing X books have been noticing oddities in Krakoa, like no such as North star and Legion and Wolverine. So a team of to figure out what's not right with Krakoa and then yeah. discover Moira. Oh, like Indiana Jones. I, I put North star on my team too. Cause he was on X factor and he's not anymore. Cause that book's not there. And obviously you need a Canadian guy on this team. So why not North star? There we go. Uh, any more, uh, any more teams or creative? Like, do we have anybody? I had one last person for my international team, and that was Gentle, who is both half Russian and half Wakandan. So I thought that would be a very interesting mix to put on there. And he's a pacifist. Oh, okay. So what That's an interesting... He, he's the guy who tries to solve every problem with words before Silver Samurai's like, no, we solve it with swords. <laughs> keep pitching that, Harada, every time. Yeah, yeah, that's always your go-to, dude. And it's like, yeah, because I skipped out on the friggin' sword event. Yeah, really, and now I gotta get my reps in. Yeah. And then as soon as he runs off, Gentle's like, <clears throat> Vibranium's better than what you got. Just no! Saying. <laughs> <laughs> that's uh, the fuck you say? Yeah. Nicest dork around X-Men Avengers. Yes, that was an event that happened. Uh, and that's it. We want to thank you so much for hanging out with us. Listen, 
this is a great episode. This is a lot of fun. Let us know in the comments down below if you're catching this after the fact. What would be your ideal X-Men team? Put it in the comments. Uh, otherwise, you can catch more of us here on this channel on Comic Pop mm -hmm. Returns. Make sure to sub to Comic Pop Prime because you never miss you'll never miss back issues that way. And uh, you can always follow Joel uh, in his various places that he Joels. Yes, indeed I do at the Cave Joel channel. Be sure to check out my channel today specifically because we just launched the new episode of Capes and Crooks. That's the uh, super villain Suicide Squad D&D game that I play with a bunch of other fun comic book YouTubers. So this you want to check that one out. Also, you can catch us on uh, patreon.com slash comic pop where there'll be more co more conversation. And I don't even know what's going to be about, but it's going to be a lot of fun. So you can mm -hmm. catch that over there. We'll see you guys next time. Uh, I'm Sal. I'm Joel. So long, everybody. Bye-bye.